I'm better today because I went to bed about this time last night. That's you. <laughs> How old are you, Canute? 96. Uh, uh, no, but I have a job, which is in the morning. Why, why do you need to get up so early? Can't you just do home office? This is what I mean. I am doing home office, but I have to wake up no, no. to... Oh my goodness, Canute. Hello and welcome to the Blue in the Face, the official John Obi Mikhail birthday podcast. That is today, isn't it? It is. Today is the day of the birth of Chelsea FC's greatest ever player. <laughs> How are we all doing, guys? Oh, better than that you mentioned John Obi Mikhail. Exactly. I thought that would cheer everyone up. Much, much better. Uh, Knut is at home safely, uh, but not in bed, unfortunately, because we're, tonight we're doing a, a night pod. Which is sounds a lot more exciting than it is. And Keenan is walking the streets of Brighton. You can probably hear it in the background of, I know. of my audio. <laughs> it's going to be great, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Did we all have, have we all had a nice week? Oh, it's what? been relatively quiet on my end, calming down at work now that I'm preparing to move to Denmark. You're going to Denmark, which is much more exciting than any of us are doing. Knut, how are you? Did you have a nice time? Are you- it had its uh, ups and downs, I'd say. Okay. <laughs> the thing is, there's just not been anything majorly exciting that's happened this week, is there? No, just- uh, well, yeah. Quiet. Well, I, I can take you through my experience because I, I think I've told you a couple of times, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, it was Sunday, I think, the rumours started, you know, running around that the Super League was actually happening. Uh, but there, were no, there was no confirmation from the clubs whatsoever. There's no communication, anything. So just I just sat around all day waiting for it. Uh, and the first, like, news I got was about nine o'clock at the evening. Because my dad's neighbour called and told me that my dad was <laughs> taken away in an ambulance. So it was the shittiest day ever, you know, and he's had his strokes and whatever. So it's uh, really bad. I can just say right away he was, uh, uh, he could leave hospital and it was okay. So he's all right. He's even been, had uh, his vaccination after that. But obviously I uh, got that news and uh, then it was the Super League news, which was uh, just, I mean, we can blame the Super League for your, your exactly. father's illness. It has that effect, yeah, I mean, has that effect on me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it seems like they could do something like that. Florentino Perez seems like the guy who would do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that and our, our 40 fans. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. Uh, um, no, I mean, yeah, but he's okay now, is he? He's fine. Yeah, 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 he's fine. So, it was, yeah. yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to bring the, <laughs> the thing. It's just, uh, it was... Two of the, like, the big pillars of my life, if that's the right word to use okay, in English. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my father, obviously, and Chelsea, it's, it's just, I feared for them both, really. I did, even yeah. you should share life and death with uh, football, I suppose. But uh, uh, I, I, I was imagining a life without both of them, actually. Yeah, for it's, a while it's there. Life. football's not life or death. It's more important than that, isn't it? Yeah, that's the, that the famous, famous quote. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. No. Um, well, that's good that he's fine. Um, what was it? Too much beer and too much uh, whiskey. He said. Uh, well, he. Uh... <laughs> that was in the equation, yes, but it wasn't because of that. He has said this. We've all been there. <laughs> I guess you could say that. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, tonight we're going to go for a, a little bit of different format because of for obvious reasons. Um, we'll start out talking about the European, not so super league, uh, the FA Cup, and then Brighton. Yeah. So like sort of jumping around a bit, but you know for logical reasons. Um, yeah. I don't think uh, anything else, but to get straight into it, really, and talk about. Uh, the uh, disaster which was uh, this week. So, the European Super League, eh? here we go. Um, so, Sunday, 10pm, um, Chelsea's website, you had uh, a wonderful little report. So, it said a, a public statement saying, Chelsea FC has today denied, joined, not denied, joined 11 of Europe's leading clubs in forming a new midweek competition. The Super League. <laughs> then, Proper reaction. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then on Wednesday at 1am in the morning, um, we had another statement from Chelsea saying, Nothing as reported earlier this evening, Hi. Chelsea Football Club can confirm it has begun the formal procedures for withdrawal from the group developing plans very nice for a european super league so that was uh <laughs> very short-lived yeah um what happened in between well I, i'm astounded by the the lack of i mean no managers no players nobody except the owners were in, involved and obviously no fans i mean the the lack of I mean, I, I can't understand how they thought this would play out. The end game. I mean, obviously, it's Florentino, Florentino oh, Perez. And uh, oh, Agnelli. <laughs> well, it's, it's those two. I mean, it's obviously uh, presidents of clubs that are struggling very much financially. Uh, also Barcelona. Uh, and I, they seem to be kind of uh, jealous of uh, the Premier League clubs obviously because the Premier League has the best uh, TV agreement but it's also because one of the reasons why I think Premier League has the best TV agreement is that it's a bit more fair, it's a bit more fairly split whereas in La Liga it's only the big teams that are actually getting anything and uh, obviously the league is going to be crap so people want to watch it, you don't want to watch it I mean, in, it, people are watching it I know but not... Uh, as much as not the family. viewership that you get from the, the no no, so I mean yeah, so I think they're just trying to save their houses with uh, trying to make a league where they can make some money and uh, complete lack of uh, respect for tradition, history, and <laughs> legacy. I think was the word Le- legacy fans or what we were yes, called. That's yeah. us, legacy fans. Yep, we are over twenty five, so we are officially legacy fans so uh yeah sucks to be us i guess in florentino perez's world yeah i mean that's one of the arguments he used you know everybody's read it and heard it by now you know 74 year old perez is talking about 
what the interests of 16 to 24-year-olds are. I mean, he is and, a leading expert. Yeah, <laughs> it's always been. <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite bit was where he was talking about um, the owners. Well, when this all came falling apart, he, he started talking about the owners of... Um, yeah, the owners of these clubs were all old and scared. And he's just like, oh, they're all younger than you. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. No, it's um... Real Madrid, the great innovator of football. But this is what I keep saying. is like, why, why are we following Real Madrid to do anything? Like, I mean, if Real Madrid tell you, like, they want to do something, you should definitely not do it. Because there, if there has ever been a club who's only thought about one team, it's them. Absolutely. There, there are these terrible excuses that Chelsea tried to, like, they haven't actually apologised, but they've uh, made the impression that we weren't really that into it. <laughs> and uh, being the first to leave or whatever, even though not formally, just, uh, I suppose, the first signals of leaving came from Chelsea. But, I mean, it doesn't... It's so poor, it's so weak. I don't know why... It, Whoever thought it would be a good idea. I mean, the greed, the greed, everybody's shouting greed. The greed doesn't annoy me. That's nothing new in football. The fact that I want to have no competition whatsoever, just a closed format. You know what? Even guaranteed... that doesn't bother me. What bothered me was a lack of consultation. No, no fans, actually... no players, no managers were addressed and even wanting to know if this was a good idea for like sporting interest. Having a competition of the elite doesn't bother me, as so long as you can still have other things going on. But it's, it's more the fact that we were completely dismissed as if we were so blind that we would just instantly accept this, this new idea. I mean, yeah, I mean, I for, think... for me, for me I, I just have to <laughs> reiterate the fact that I, the, the no competition, I don't think it would be healthy for anything because, I mean, imagine the game we now had against uh, Brighton. Uh, it meant something, and it felt good that it was shit, <laughs> you know, because it meant something. Because we, I mean, a lot of people have been complaining about playing for fourth. It's really, I mean, it's not a trophy. And obviously, it isn't. But the good thing about having oh, that's to, a Tottenham. No, but I mean, the good thing about having to qualify for European Cup means that you know all of the table is in play. Yeah, I mean, uh, at, 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 at most times. I mean, the bottom ten usually are afraid of uh, relegation, and you know most of the. Top ten, uh, I think, aim for somewhat a uh, European competition. I mean, if if uh, we were guaranteed playing a Super Cup or whatever you want to call it, we wouldn't be. The Premier League would be dead to us this season, you know, because we, okay, we can't win the league. I mean, and that would be just terrible. No, absolutely. I mean, for, for me, we're talking about. The uh, the lack of competition. I mean, I know Keenan, you didn't think that was a big deal, but I mean, for me, like that was the that was the tearing point from this news proposal. I mean, like I don't I don't care. I mean, I don't care if it's FIFA or UEFA. Any if they if they're not involved at all, that's that doesn't bother me at all. I mean, it's for me if the money doesn't go down to other teams and it's not all part of the same organisation, then the the risk to all of football was too large, surely. Didn't the Super League have a larger budget for like payments to smaller clubs than UEFA Champions League did? It did, but it also had a very sketchy uh, finance plan, which uh, seems strange to me because there was no TV deal uh, arranged. And obviously, 
They had a loan just, from JP Morgan, which <laughs> I would have had to be paid back. It's just Harry Maguire saying, you're watching on Disney Channel. <laughs> Something like this, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's what, what's so scary about it, wasn't it? I think, like, as soon as... As soon as it was all started and everyone was like thinking, oh shit, is this actually going to happen? And then when you watched um, Perez like talking on um, on his own, I, I guess it, his own TV channel that he created in his back in his back bedroom or something. I mean, it was bizarre. I mean, you, the stuff that he was coming out about and you just, and I think, I don't know whether it was the fans that met up in front of Stanford Bridge or his presentation about the <laughs> him being the face of it that meant that all of these clubs suddenly thought this is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What's the quote from um, uh, Arrested Development? Oh my god! Uh, I've made There's it, always money I've in the it. banana stand. Exactly. That's it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I've made a huge mistake. It's like all the entire clubs were like watching this going, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I think Florentino Perez has clearly lost his mind. Um, well, he's, he's desperate, you know. He, uh, I think he pushed the um, presidential election for Real Madrid hmm. uh, forward so he could, so he was, and I think this was his like grand scheme to save Real Madrid. And, you know, I, I mean, one thing I've learned these last days is, I mean, I don't hate other fans. <laughs> yeah. I do. As, you, as, I, as do. I imagine I do. <laughs> you know, because it's, it's been interesting, you know, standing, you know, shoulder to shoulder with uh, typical fans I usually hate, you know, against this uh, threat against football. I think so that, I, that, I, that I suppose I wouldn't. how bad it was. The fact yeah, that exactly, all yeah. these fucking fans were all coming together. So I suppose it would be bad towards the Real Madrid fans, but I just hate Florentino and Paris with a passion. Let's not, let's not forget I would love them. I would love them to uh, just disintegrate into nothing. Have they not left? No, 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 no. Um, Didn't he say that seen... the Super League isn't over? It's just on standby. It's not over until I say it's over. Nobody has left because <laughs> nobody's paid the fine, according to him. Whatever the fuck that it means, yeah. What is it, eight million? Uh, maybe that was his grand scheme the whole, the whole yeah. time. It, it would never work, but he'll make people pay him a fine. I don't know. Um, and what, why on earth would that money go straight to Madrid anyway? But like, yeah, it's... <laughs> Probably just payments to JP Morgan, I guess. Of course, of course. They need more money. Um, no, it's 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 been a bizarre bizarre couple of days, um, and which I think the most interesting part of it was what what it actually meant to most fans that I knew was that when when this this idea kind of erupted, it was uh, it was a real sort of a bizarre sort of line in the sand kind of moment for people where they thought, well, you know what, I I don't really want to be part of this. I can only speak speak for myself when I say that, like I didn't. I thought, well, what are the options here? Like, I don't want to be part of some supporter club that's part of some Super League and deal with that shit. I mean, that's not what supporting is to me. Um, it was. It was a supporter for. No, it was kind of. Um, <laughs> it was straight. out was existential fear for me because yeah. I mean, I a lot of my so much of my about, about my life is revolving around Chelsea. I mean. 
it's it's what I live for in the weekends. You know, it's it's. I I was seriously scared that I would actually have to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean, it would be so strange. Imagine, I mean, because the thing is, if it had been this, you know, glorified friendly uh, tournament, like a year-round Audi Cup kind of thing, I mean, it it would be shit. It wouldn't be good. I mean, and I, I think it would be like this inbred thing where everybody's just playing each other uh, all the time and it would be it wouldn't be fun at all but they, they were playing football against each other they weren't supposed to be sleeping together right yeah well i mean but, well, i completely I, I, misunderstood this whole thing <laughs> obviously if they could bring in uh players and managers from other places in the world you know the, the football wouldn't stagnate i suppose but, but my, if they had made the super league and all the clubs were there i just would hope they would just be you know, lose out uh, on all the development in football in the rest of the world, if you know what I mean. Because I mean, there, there football no evolves over time, that, right? and if they, if, if you just had twelve clubs playing, or yeah, twenty, I guess, playing each other all the time, it wouldn't be any new changes. No, it's just, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I mean, just, I mean, I, I just sincerely hated the idea. Um, did you? Did any of you? What did, I mean, you said to yourself, Canute, that you think that like you might have to do something else. I mean, yeah, I mean, I definitely thought, was thinking like, okay, well, well, maybe I don't want to be a supporter anymore. Fuck it. Uh, you saw these melodramatic uh, messages on social media, you know, uh, this is the end of the line for me. If this happens, mm-hmm. I'm out of true blue. I'm out of Chelsea supports yeah. in Norway and all these things I saw. Uh, I wasn't that harsh, but I, I was very unsure to how I would react and how this would be. I would, my my fear was that I'd be trying for like a couple of years and then just lose interest slowly, just dying, <laughs> you know? No, I mean, it, I mean, it was as melodramatic as it sounds for me. I mean, I was I was completely, yeah, I was disen, disenchanted completely um, with all of it. But how did you uh, follow the events on um, Tuesday? Was it when it's uh... Tuesday, yeah? With uh, I mean, I, I think like, and everything. like you were talking about. Like I literally, I I shed a tear when I saw the uh, the supporters <laughs> celebrating outside of Stamford Bridge. I mean, it's um, it's amazing. I mean, and that's literally kind of how I felt because it was like. I, there was so much, and I, I remember. I remember thinking that I was going to watch the uh, the Brighton game, but it was like, well, I'm just going to enjoy the game and not think too much about it. Um, but knowing fully well that you know, with all the talk of um, maybe this season not even counting because of whatever happens with the Premier League, and also um, perhaps the champion being thrown out of the Champions League as well. I mean, it was all coming to a, you know, coming coming to an end there. It was it was strange because I've been I think the word the expression is doom scrolling, <laughs> you know, checking Twitter every minute, you know, uh, for the last two days then, and um, you, you you saw you know people uh, you you know all all these fans around uh, Stamford Bridge and it was so nice just to see I was I was just super amazed by that so I just I just shared pictures on, on Facebook where I'm really, I mean, wow I'm so impressed mm-hmm. by the fans, and then the. And then the drama in it all, when they, when they actually, you know, rumours of uh, the club backing out and seeing that actually fan, fan culture has something to say, we can actually mm. affect stuff. That was 
I mean, I, it was a really emotional moment for me. I actually, yeah, I cried like a baby. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, honestly, I have to admit it. I mean, I was, uh, it, it showed me how much this meant to me because uh, that was a strange, strange moment. It was uh, so beautiful, and, and you know, I found this uh, YouTube stream was from uh, Fulham Road. Uh, it was fun, you know, watching them and singing, and it was haven't been there for so long because of the pandemic so i mean mm. it was fun being back somewhere in one way and obviously when you saw i think i saw this one it was was his name dan roach who had this tweet about rumors are you know that chelsea are leaving and whatnot and you just saw the eruption among the fans and you just knew that that tweet had reached them and obviously uh more and more tweets and obviously i think it was athletic who uh who wrote about it and I don't know who was first and who was last but I want to guess it was it was a strange moment I, I ran around my my living room I had to <laughs> I had to pull the curtains so so the neighbors wouldn't call the cops or whatever so I looked crazy in there uh, a, a celebratory aquavit it was great <laughs> the amount of messages I got from rival fans just thanking Chelsea mm. for saving football I will never forget that Keenan, uh, do you think it was down to the fans, or I think it was a variety of factors. I, I think the fans definitely played a role, but I, I, I don't think it was that in its entirety. Um, I, I think Canute sort of touched on it before, but we, I, I read a lot of reports saying that Chelsea and City, in particular, only really signed up as this like, what happens if it takes off and does well do you really want to be left behind? And so like, we don't need the money. We didn't need the prestige per se. It was more just being there for it. It's starting. So when we backed out or like rumors were starting to come out of us backing out, you could just sort of see the entirety of this, like not so super league as you called it, it's collapsing because it was so poorly thought out. And I don't think a lot of teams were really, as invested as like let's say Perez and the, the American owners of Cronky mm. and fucking what's his name? Liverpool's owner. Henry. John Henry. Yeah. Dickhead. I mean I think so, there's one there's one thing like are you going I mean talk about like how ridiculous it all is. I mean I think it's a really bad sign when you're when you're reading when you have a, a statement on the Chelsea website and it's quoting both obviously um Perez and Joe Glazer on the Chelsea website I mean that in itself is kind of mind-blowing like just I, this must yeah. be the first time that's ever happened surely it's, it's ultimately this whole thing was just the Americanization of football trying to appeal to a, a larger audience worldwide give Americans something to sort of attach themselves to a league that they're more familiar with because they have fandom in football, like the way that a lot of like younger fans do, they just pick a team based on who's doing well. And so that is ultimately why I think the super league would have done well in America. The format's familiar, no relegation, elite teams playing household names, but at the end of the day, just it goes against everything football stands for. Because this was for me, like this was the the main crux of it. Like I thought, okay, fuck, I I don't want to be 
associated with this shit. And I thought to myself, well, uh, I, the, the great thing about Chelsea has been that I'd never had to actually choose a team. I mean, my, my brother supported Chelsea and my dad went to Chelsea games when he was younger. And it's just like, that was, it was only ever going to be one team. So like, I know I didn't, I was like, well, if I can't, if I don't want to support Chelsea anymore, then I'm not going to support the team. That's it. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, that's valid. I, I was presented with the option of like supporting whether it be Chelsea or Manchester United. And I, I chose Chelsea, but I definitely maintained like it's going to be Chelsea and only Chelsea. Yeah, because your, your granddad showed you two kits was it Flo and Solskjaer? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did, I did have like, like toy with the idea like further down the line if I really missed football like what would I do I mean if Chelsea was still in the Premier League I suppose Brighton would have been the logical choice to if Chelsea wasn't in the still in the Premier League then I suppose Brighton would have been the logical choice but I couldn't support a team that was playing against Chelsea so that didn't work and I was just like well surely Germany but like at this point at this point it's getting like yeah yeah, you're you're really abstract you know yeah yeah you have have to support your local at that point so you have to yeah, yeah, it's I mean, true. I've, got, I mean, I've, got, I've got Viking, of course, but like that's not, yeah, I mean, it's different. Yeah. I must admit the phrase AFC Chelsea sports. crossed my mind. What's that? I must admit that the, the phrase AFC Chelsea crossed my mind. Like, yeah, it's yeah, just starting because I don't you know you have the Chelsea pitch owners owning, owning uh, the Which pitch. Was, I mean, yeah, it's pretty talking, sound. 99 year lease and everything. So, yeah. There was talk about them kicking up as well, which, I mean, which shows how far things were going. Um, I mean, yeah, my brother was talking about like supporting uh, AFC Wimbledon instead. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where we used to live as well when I was a kid. We used to live in Wimbledon. So, I mean, if I lived nearby, I mean, that would make sense as well. I mean, this is the thing. Like, but uh, this whole time, like, I, I went, I, went, I literally spent a day with this, like, going through my head. And then I was just like, the, the end of it going, like, I can't really, really can't be bothered to change teams. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not something I'm ready to do. I'm 36. I can't be. <laughs> well, speak, speak for yourself, Knut. Yeah, I am. Some of us have got I am. Now, you know, uh, yeah. Thank God that didn't have to happen. Uh, yeah, but it's so strange because I found this article from, uh, it was the BBC. 2018 and it described the Super League and it was just exactly like you saw it now hmm. and it was so poorly <laughs> how can you just they just had this idea in 2018 and they haven't done anything about it really did, you, did any of you guys look at the website that they created no was there a website they, yeah they created a website and it honestly looked like a bit of like FIFA oh like FIFA 17 graphics very neon it was so ridiculous and just yeah just explaining how the league was going to work and it just was dreadful (laughs) i saw they had a twitter account which wasn't uh that popular no they got a lot of hate on that i can imagine shit i mean just to say like one the last thing we literally like i was just thinking about the um the whole situation and i was just thinking about like fucking hell corona's come along and taking you know all of you know, my life away and everything and I can't go to the pub and watch the game and then you bastards are coming in here and like with your fucking <laughs> Super League and you're taking away football before I can get back to the pub and watch it with my friends. Like, it's it's, it's ridiculous. I can't even it's the, the same season where they try to charge 15 like pounds, like pay-per-view to watch these games. Yeah. 
It's it's I mean, all a scam. I mean, <laughs> the, the thing is, is as much as I was against the Super League, it doesn't negate the fact that I'm also very anti-UEFA, anti-FIFA. They all have their problems. Exactly. And it, it's not, I shouldn't say that they are the saviors of football because they really definitely not. They need but to be addressed. Okay. I mean, just to finish up now, um, so who, who's responsible? I mean, is it CEO? CEO is it Roman? I mean, who, who on our, in our club do we need to lynch? We don't know, but we, 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 I really hope it's being pushed. And it, it seems like the supporters trust are really pushing. I don't know what power they have, but I mean, I've heard that they're they're calling for Bruce Buck mm. and um, that other one that I can't remember. Last uh, Guy Lawrence, I think. That's yeah, Guy Lawrence right. to um, <laughs> to get the sack. Coincidentally, the ones who aren't responsible for the the big the biggest signings in our history. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, um, it's it's strange because he, we also talked about that Roman Abramovich. Is a fan. He, how he goes into it, we don't know. But I mean, you've seen him on the stadium. He he loves football. He loves the Champions League. It's it's very strange for me that he would actually want to do this. Uh, I don't know. I, but I'm, I think if one thing good comes out of this is that fans actually see that we matter. We can actually, even if, if they don't think we matter, we can actually do something. We can act. And I have never seen a country as united against something as England was against the Super League. Imagine if we could actually put this to something that matters outside of football. Sure. Sure. Um, will we get punished? Uh, and should we be punished? I'm there fine talk- paying a fine. That's yes. about the extent of the punishment that I would be willing to accept as a fan. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, everything uh, else uh, in terms of point deductions would be punishing the. Uh, it would be punishing people who hadn't anything to do with it. But still... I kind of feel it would be appropriate. Let's say all the top six uh, or these clubs I mean, that we're talking about were deducted, say, five points. One of us would probably win the Premier League anyway. You know? So it, it wouldn't really matter. But uh, perhaps... Five points it, would take us to, like, perhaps what? Perhaps it would matter eight? for, uh, for uh, Arsenal and Tottenham. Well, I, I have a suggestion. Um, <clears throat> considering as we were the first ones to consider leaving uh, the uh, Super League, uh, we should obviously be punished least hardly. Um, so I was thinking that perhaps um, like <laughs> City could perhaps have a, I don't know, like a 20 point deduction uh, and also United, of course. And then we could maybe have like a, you know, uh, obviously cursory sort of like one, you know, one five point deduction or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, because I think like from next season, but you think this season? Well, I mean, whatever does that we can win the league, that'll be fine. <laughs> that'll be less than them. <laughs> no, no, but they're <laughs> they they were also thinking they weren't they weren't invited, so they should get deducted points for. Yeah, but that's the thing, you know. If Leicester or uh, Everton were invited, they would be a down. Exactly. This is the, this is the point, you know. Like literally, if they were if they were fucking invited, they would have gone, you know. Um, but no, if we in terms of punishments, I think like, yeah, a clear. I mean, if I wasn't a Chelsea fan, I would want us to be punished. Perhaps a human. I, I I do think we warrant 
a degree of punishment, but I believe that it should be the board who's punished, not the players, not the coach, not the fans. Exactly. So a uh, human sacrifice from one of the board members on an altar. To be fair, I'd also be fine paying a fine to like the clubs in the Premier League. Like if we were to have to pay like 50 million pounds and divvy that up around the teams not asked to participate, I'd be okay with that. I mean, 100 million pounds. I don't even care. Something to show that they are worth something and we fucked up. Mm. That, won't, that won't happen. <laughs> it won't happen. But I'd be, I, as a fan, would be okay with that line of punishment. I think the thing is, I mean, there was, there's, one, there's one line of thought that I kind of agree with, though, even if I wasn't a Chelsea supporter, um, is, I mean, the whole notion of um, punishing the losers um like in this situation i guess that like if there's one thing you can say about like the clubs who joined the super league are clearly massive massive clubs and the like psg Bayern munich did not join but let's not pretend that it was some kind of fucking you know they they had anything against it it was a fact that like both Bayern Bayern munich and dortmund couldn't join and psg um, didn't want to piss off FIFA so exactly they because they're their... because they're going to have their tournament, aren't they? I mean, mm. there are clear reasons why they didn't join, but like the fact that we like, I don't think if we if if UEFA and the Premier League went out their way to punish all the big all of the twelve the the twelve teams, we. I mean, you're going to create resentment and you're going to create a worse feeling, surely, and, a, and a probably create an environment where it's more likely to happen again. Surely we should, yeah, something, some kind of, some kind of punishment, but, you know, I don't think maybe a massive punishment is a, is a way to go. I suppose there's always... The... Go ahead, oh, okay. you... <laughs> no, as, as opposed to the most important thing would be to uh, prevent it from happening and somehow you that you have some kind of rule. I don't know how you would do it, but you know. There is. Yeah. Okay. You, Keenan? I don't know. Part There was always a part of me that felt that this was never going to happen, anyways. And it was all just a way for lever- like for teams to have leverage in Champions League reform which sort of seems to be the way that we're going. Um, do any of you guys want to tell us about the new Champions League formats that we're pl- planning on? Canu, did you read something? Because I, I know one little tidbit of information. and that's Yeah, the well, of my... same here. And I mean, the thing is, uh, I, I could start off with the uh, seeing we're uh, very positive towards other teams nowadays. Ilkay Gundogan, the uh, city... Uh, midfielder, he just tweeted, with all the Super League stuff going on, can we please also speak about the new Champions League format? More and more and more games. Is no one thinking about us players? The new UCL format is just lesser of the two evils in comparison to the Super League. And it's true, because it's, uh, it's I don't know how many more games it was. It was 36 teams, uh, opposed to 32, and uh, you were supposed to play 10 games at least you know where these teams are going to come from are we going to have another champions league spot or is it going to be go to more of the other oh, leagues i do not know i was under the impression that it was for other countries 
to expand the reach of the Champions League. Mm. That's a good thing, though. But I mean, surely. But uh, just to talk about the Gundogan tweet, I mean, I I understand him very well because a lot of people would say, I mean, oh yeah, you're making a hundred thousand pounds a week and more, and you can't play a little bit of football. I mean. But it's the quality. I mean, if you look at uh, league games straight after the Champions League games, I mean, they're not usually always that good because it takes a, it takes a toll. It takes a lot out of the players. Uh, and I mean, I, I don't think it's it's merely quantity over quality. It's it's just a way to get more money from TV deals, and it's it's just like uh, the Super League. Really, it's just uh, less qualifying, obviously, and if there's other teams, uh, except for the uh, the big leagues, it's good. But I don't know. I think surely, if if more games means more money going towards some of these other teams in these other leagues, I mean, because I think if you look at um, is it the Danish league, for example, like they only have one spot, and same with Norwegian, surely, like we like your if you only have one team that goes in the Champions League, like it's not. Yeah, they're the only ones who are getting any money anyway. And if they always continue, and they obviously got extra money now because of getting into the Champions League, they're going to continue to be. You're, you're creating sort of monopolies in each league. Well, it's been this. Uh, I don't know if this is the right term, a revolving door because the Super League. A lot of people thought it was like a like a let some leverage. It was just pressuring uh, UEFA to change the league up because they've done this multiple times before, like in the early '90s, and you know. It was too hard to qualify, you know. It used to be for winners of leagues. It used to be the Champions League, you know. What? Uh, but obviously now you have four teams from England. Sometimes now, five. Now, now it's the fourth, fourth place league, not the Champions, the fourth place league. Exactly. I mean, and and uh, you talked about Norwegian teams. I think you, uh, if you win the Norwegian league, you get to the second qualifying round, and you have to win that, and then you have to win that. But so I mean, that, you like have to win that, four games. Pretty that much. seems ridiculous. Like surely, like you, like the winner of the Norwegian league should go straight into the group stages. You know, that makes sense to me. I mean, they they won the fucking league, right? I mean, you can say. I mean, obviously, it's a it's a much worse league, but you are. I mean, the possibility. Like you remember some of the best teams in Norwegian Tipper League, and I mean, Rosenborg have been fantastic at periods. Like mm-hmm. if you if they don't have the opportunity to go straight in, then you know you're going to miss that opportunity when they are at their best. Would you sacrifice an English Champions League spot or a Spanish or a German for <clears throat> more representation across Europe? I would sacrifice an Italian. How <laughs> <laughs> about just Real Madrid? Real Madrid, ten-year band. See, we can just give them the Madrid <laughs> spot. It's fine. See, there's no problem with that. If we just get rid of Real Madrid, the Champions League is fixed. Everything's fine. No, I, but I mean, I think uh, I saw this one article here, and it's each participating club will feature in a minimum 10 league stage games against 10 different opponents. Five home games and five away. So it's just a bit, a bit random as well. I mean, you don't know if uh, usually you play differently home and away. And if you meet... I don't know who at home and who away. It's yeah, yeah, a bit random. Um, I think. I mean, to be honest, I was about before before we were going to start talking about this. I was going to say that how fucking bored I am of talk of listening 
about the Super League and fucking, <laughs> I, you know, it's just been constant for the last, you know, 48 hours. Um, no. Is there anything else you want to add to uh, the Super League and how shit it was, all was? Chelsea are the saviors of football. Yes, I think that's clear. We saved the, saved the world, didn't we? We ruined football and then we saved it. Exactly. Right. Moving on to uh, Chelsea versus Man City in the FA Cup. Chelsea won, Man City nil. Uh, goals from Hacking Zayek. And <clears throat> yeah, that was pretty nice, wasn't it? It's a carbon uh, copy of the offside goal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> same goal one more time. And the same goal that we scored in the against Atletico as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seems to work. It seems like from a different age, that game. I, uh, I almost forgot about it. I know. Um, it's hard to literally go back and talk about uh, <laughs> normal football in a time where things were more simple and everyone was happy. Uh, <laughs> what is happiness in football? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we can, we can start with happiness being personified in the lineup. Was From the back, we had uh, Kepa. And then we had... A... <laughs> I know. Right? Oh, you said Kepa. happiness, mate. Mate. Uh, Kepa, Aspi, Silva and Rudiger. At the back, and then James, Kante, Jorginho, Chilwell in the middle, Zayek, Mount, and Werner up front. Any surprises here? Well, I would say Kepa. <laughs> no, it, actually, actually, it wasn't because he is the FA Cup keeper, but people were talking about whatever you do, don't start Kepa, you know, and hmm. people are super scared of him. But I mean, I think when Keen the barber saw him. With that haircut, he knew everything was going to be all right. He looks like a fucking Don now. He looks like he should be like leading the Sopranos. <laughs> no, I yeah. mean, it's, uh, are, we, are we still worried about Kepa? Is... Yes, always. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, don't I mean, he's need... been really good lately, I think. I mean, it was... what is it? Five clean sheets in five games? Yeah. I mean, there is the obvious mistake he's going to make. <laughs> but I mean, uh, I don't this know. This is the thing, though, with Kepa. You, I mean, you say obvious mistake, but he doesn't. He didn't really make mistakes. I mean, it was the Liverpool game that he made a mistake, but like that was very uncharacteristic for him because he didn't usually make those kind of mistakes. <laughs> he usually he just had a problem with saving shots. Yeah, he had the. He uh, stopped saving shots. Fits. Yeah, just like. The yeah, the limp wrists. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, but he seems to be a lot more confident, whether that's the haircut or his form, I don't know. He just seems better. Yeah. Um oh lost my mic there. No, he, he's definitely seemed better. He made a good save towards the end. Well, I, it might not have even been going in, but he got to it and pushed it wide. No, yeah. fair play to him. He's he's performing. I'm not. I'm never going to be overly happy seeing him in the uh, the lineup, um, but I'm not going to be as in like entrenched in fear as I was before. Yeah, I mean, 
all, all this uh, Super League stuff has scrambled my memories. I don't really remember the game, but I mean, I mean, all I remember it was we were better, and that is quite quite nice against uh, the presumably the best side in England. I mean, I'm... yeah, the thing is, I, I thought that we were we we there were there were points in the first half where I was just thinking like, even if we don't win this game, this is the sort of game that will be brought up in future years if we were to go on and win and be dominant where actually this game showed where we were heading because we were really dominating possession against City which is completely unusual for basically anyone really um, City didn't even have a sniff in the first half No, they uh, they looked another monster when Foden came on I, I remember saying to you guys I was more concerned about Phil Foden than I was about De Bruyne Mm. And that kind of proved to be right. He is quite the player. I'd still rather have Mount in my team, but mm-hmm. Phil Foden is still something special. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but and the thing is, like, I can't think whether that they made any massive chances during the game. No, not that I can recall. I think they were lucky to have 11 players. Absolutely. I mean, was it... Do you think Fernandinho was lucky to be to stay on the pitch? Don't think Fernandinho... I don't think it was a stamp. I don't, like... I, I've seen it from a lot of different angles. And I, I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He is a dirty player. <laughs> I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on this one. It seemed like he was trying to get out of the way. And he caught his elbow, or he caught Mason's elbow with his foot, causing him to lose his balance. And so the, he's, the, the, I agree. It's the bit where he stepped up and then stepped down towards his face was like just. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I, I think he was trying to not step on him, and just lost his balance and avoided completely stamping on him. However, he went studs up later on Mason's ankle and should have been sent off for that. Or at least had a first yellow. I mean, it was bizarre, wasn't it? Like you just think, like, there, there, surely there should have been enough professional fouls to get a yellow, to get a red that's, card. For that's Fernandinho's game. He he doesn't get I sent know. off. I think uh, he's the best, the best central defensive midfielder in the world. Just for that, that's not true. It, it's it's Conte, but he's not a defensive midfielder, so he's not. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a fact. That's a fact. Um, yeah. I, it, it was it was Mike Dean that is Mike Deaniness, wasn't it? Very much so. His fucking stupid little face when he shrugs, like, "What are you talking about? That's not a foul." He's just Get the a, fuck out yeah. of here. I mean, he's just a complete. I mean, yeah, I, I know, I know, it's not easy being a referee, and it's you know you have a lot of pressure, and he's like he's clearly you know making the most of his job and life and choices in life but he is yeah there is something extremely irritating about everything about him when he's refereeing. still think i'd take mike dean over anthony taylor it's it's like trying to pick your favorite uh, sti isn't it really they're all fun <laughs> they're all terrible i want them <laughs> i want yeah uh the ref we had against uh, atletico the first game i want him I, like I want European refs. I want. Yeah. I don't want English refs. I just want European refs. I think. I think it says. Perhaps so if much. we make a super league or something. 
that whole you know well, what that sounds idea. like an idea yeah especially <laughs> like the name that sounds really cool it sounds pretty super, super. <laughs> no um i think yeah the, the, i think it says so much that with like the champions league has all these like this mix of refs from all sorts of random leagues i mean the guy in the um in the second game against porto he was from Sl- um, slovakia like you imagine man like refing in the slovakian league what does that even mean like what, what they is, had a league? I presume so. If he's Slovakian, I mean, I'm, I don't know. Just, could you tell me one Slovakian team? No. I hope he can. Um, uh, isn't Marek Hamšík from uh, Slovakia? Marek Hamšík is Slovakian, yes. He is, yeah. So uh, he'll right. back, He plays so. for Napoli. He <laughs> plays oh, for Napoli, yeah. No, so he I plays think... for IFK Göteborg. He does now. Yes, now, Swedish side. Yes. He but, plays for Göteborg. If you're if you're a Slovakian, sorry, he was Slovenian. I'm completely, I'm I'm misthinking. Um, wow. I know, I know. Racism. Okay, we're gonna get cancelled. Cancel us. Um, but no, like, like even yeah, this the Slovenian league. I guess he must surely he must be refereeing in the Slovenian league. Is this what they call a digression? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah. Anyway, I'm just saying like. He was better than generally all the refs in the Premier League. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. In a in a high pressure game as well. You know like, what? Say what you, say what you will, but I feel like I would take Howard Webb against Manchester United today than any ref in the league now. Well, why? You must. You know what? You know what you're gonna get. <laughs> Let's move on from that. Um, why did we not back? Why did we not mark the back post? We don't why, believe in it. I, well, <laughs> it was bizarre, like it was bizarre. It was like they figured it out towards uh, the end of the game. I know. Did we? It was like five. We didn't. They figured. They did. Oh god, they figured it out from the first half. I mean, it was bizarre. Like every fucking ball came in and like came to the back post, and there nobody's there, and you just think. And it gets headed back into the box and there's like a little panic situation. I mean, no massive chances, but that was down to luck, not skill. I guarantee you Real Madrid is watching that and being like, that's how we'll exploit that weakness. Granted, Mendy's significantly better in the air than Kepa, but... Yeah. Well, we got a lot of young players and I think probably they're getting a lot of help from Florentino Perez with that because he's an expert when it comes to... They are his prime uh, clientele. Demographic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's a. Yeah, that was bizarre. I mean, that we didn't just put someone on, you know, on the back post. I mean, any. I mean, we did, didn't we? Wasn't Reese there most times? Just didn't do the job well. I don't think so. I mean, if he was there, he he didn't. He seemed invisible. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. I, I remember seeing, I, I could be wrong. Reese, if you're listening, I could be wrong. I mean, if you have three centre-backs, you, you wouldn't think you were that susceptible to being... But they were all congested in the, in the middle. In the mix. In the and and Aspie's, what, five foot two? <laughs> and Spanish. And Spanish. Yeah. They don't get stuck in. They, wow. Unless you're Sergio uh, Ramos. Uh, who was your man of the match? Uh, Mason Mount. 
Mas man, okay. I don't remember really. Um, I think the midfield was good. Um, I think they deserve a lot of credit for, you know, when you actually when you have possession or you win the possession against Manchester City, you should. Mm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Jorginho. No, to be fair, Jorginho would have been my second shout. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be controversial and say uh, Aspiquita. I thought he was fantastic in this game, and he's criminally underrated generally probably would have been my third shout like i just i just think he has these sort of like i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say seven out of ten i'm gonna say like eight out of nine eight or nine out eight, of eight, eight out of nine <laughs> eight out of nine even better like eight or nine out of ten games and and he just never gets much credit for it because you're kind of just expecting or used to it i guess there was a uh, moment in that game that he got beat for pace pretty badly you would have thought that he would have just put the ball out and then he just got nudged off yeah but these are moments this is like the sort of thing that happens all the time with other players like it's just i just feel like he's one of these players where you're just you you people just presume that he's worse than he really is and he's just he's actually really really good and most coaches know it i'm really happy we've uh played a lot of uh even though Keane doesn't like the three slash five back line, mm. he's, he's yeah, but he's created for it. So he's so good mm. in the. Uh... I, I agree. We're playing two players' strengths. I I get why we're doing it. I just think the whole system is negative, and I don't care for it. Right. Let's move on. Uh, let's talk about Brighton. I've had this conversation probably five or six times today. No, um, oh, about the Brighton game. Obviously, mm-hmm. living here in Brighton, I cut a fair few Brighton course, yeah. fans fans. Yep. And uh, yeah, they all said that they should have won. I probably agree with them. Yeah. Well, starting off, it was, of course, nil-nil. Uh, we started off with a fantastic little team of Kepa again. <laughs> Shock and horror. Christensen, Zuma, Rudiger, uh, James, Jorginho, Mount, Alonso, Zayek, Havertz, and Pulisic. Too many changes for you guys? No, I understand why we did it. Um, that, that City game was hard. Uh, didn't really... N- I like Mason as an eight, but that was not his best performance. You know it's a bad game when he has a bad game. Because I, yeah, I, I for one was talking about I wanted him in the middle and I thought this is really, you know, it could really open us, make us more creative. Um, that didn't happen. That was... Not uh, this game, no. No. I yeah, still so, think it could be an answer. It could work, but I think he's very good in the so-called half spaces. He's very good at uh, finding space and creating and making things mm. click oh. in between uh, different sides of the team. But I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm just sad that uh, Gilmore didn't get a shot because uh, obviously with all this rotation, it's don't think we'll see him again this season. No, probably not. It doesn't doesn't look like it, does it? I mean, you wonder how much how many injuries have to happen before he gets an opportunity. Um, I feel for him because he's so good. He is, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, 
No, uh, I think it would have been retro, you know, hindsight, it, it would have been better to have put him in there. But um, I also thought that Mount would have been good in that position, but you kind of felt like Mount was a little bit confused at what he was supposed to be doing there. And the you saw the defenders shouting at him a lot and Jorginho shouting okay. a lot to get um, into the spaces where he needed to be to receive the ball and move the ball. Because mm-hmm. It's a, it's a lot more disciplined playing in that role. And you can see that he has a lot more freedom further up the pitch. Yeah. And I think that you could sort of see him struggling to understand how to stay disciplined in that position. Because I think like as a, as a, as a double six, as Tuchel calls it, you're, you're, not, you're not just part of that midfield. You're, you kind of, your job is so important. to you're, you're, It's all about what Jorginho does so well which is that keeping the ball ticking over you know you are you are like a metronome in the middle you're you're passing you you need to know where players are and it's a it's a completely different discipline than um, than it would be in a three perhaps absolutely um, I still think he could grow into the role I think we, mm. he's done well in every position we've played him in that's why I didn't think it was it was particularly fair because like Whereas he's been, he got thrown in up front, um, like when Tuchel first came in uh, against Wolves, he got brought in again to play on the on the on the right uh, up front, and you just think like that was a, that was he'd usually been playing behind the the front three uh, under Lampard, and then you just thought like you saw him take a little bit of time to get used to that new role, and uh, and now he excels in it, and I guess. I think he would do just as well if he was given as much time in the middle. But I think he's going to be the ultimate, like, ah, what's the word I'm looking for? He's he's going to be James Milder, where you can put him into any position and he'll do well. But but good, right? But you can't really fault James Milner. He's played at top level for God knows how many years. I mean, he's played for Liverpool and. Villa, you know, Leeds and, <laughs> and Leeds, you know, um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I, I think uh, Mount will be very much a ten, whatever. Yeah, kind I of. Think, uh, he, yeah. he played. He played in the six uh, because of necessity. I think. Mm. I think it's clearly a, uh, a position that he can play, but I don't. I think when he plays as well as he has been the last couple of games around the box, then you, there's no reason to bring him away. I would agree with that. Um, I think like players like uh, Kovacic and Jorginho are fantastic in their roles, but they don't have their goal, that goal threat. So there's, you know, it makes sense to put them there. Absolutely. I mean, like I said earlier, we've been playing to players' strengths. And maybe this was the game we didn't do that as much. Mm. Well, it, it was strange, wasn't it? I mean, we had uh, we had James as a left wing back. So briefly, yeah, that was that was odd. Yeah, it all kind of all it all kind of fell apart at the end, didn't it? It was like yeah, we yeah. we definitely lost our shape, and they they came into the game. That I mean, fucking Basuma is what a player. Absolutely. Um, yeah, he looks fantastic. Um, Knut, I mean, do you think what do you think we were 
tired? I mean, was it the was it the Super League? Was it all of the above? Uh, a little bit tired, probably, but it was definitely mostly because of this uh, Super League uh, nonsense. Because I mean, I haven't seen one presser yet where Tuchel hasn't been talking about top four, you know, mm. about our goals, except yeah. for the last one against Brighton, where he was just confused. He didn't know <laughs> what we're doing, you know, and you didn't know if this uh, game actually counted for anything, you know. So, I mean, it, and all the plays were obviously also affected. So, I mean, um, I, think, I think a lot of uh, fans were talking about what if the West Bromwich game was one that cost us the Champions League? Uh, but I think actually the board cost us the Champions League or the Champions League qualifiers because... Yeah. If, we, if we beat this, West This Ham, is the game where we, we couldn't have a worse uh, approach to the game than this. <clears throat> no, you can't. You can't think like that. It's a you know, it's a thirty-eight game game season. Like if we beat West Ham, we're like we, it's still in our hands. We're in the we're in the top four now. Yeah, we're gonna finish third. I think so too. But that it's... was the most irritating thing. If we'd fucking won, we would have been to- in the top three. Like, just ah, I I heard it on the way. On, was I was walking in the streets and I was literally just like I just literally jumped. I was so irritated. Still, we don't <laughs> have the easiest fixtures ahead, so uh, I don't know. Um, we don't do well with it with easy fixtures. Uh, West Brom, perhaps that's a... Brighton. <laughs> literally, Brighton are a are a good team though. They really are. Um, I credit to them. They they play football the right way. They're not fucking Burnley. Mm. <laughs> so. Fair play to them. They they definitely deserved a point. I mean, you could argue that they probably deserved three. That's but... been them all season, hasn't it? From what I yeah, know. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly it. They, Grand Potter has done an amazing <clears throat> job. They let in more goals than they should, and they score less goals than they should. That's what their their XG thing is, mm. isn't it? That's right. Yeah. Can you, you, you know more about this than me. Yeah, no, I've just read the headlines saying that they've underperformed for the entirety entirety of the season. But uh, I suppose as long as you stay up, that's fine, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, I mean, I think every time... Whenever you see us... Whenever you see a team never winning the second balls, like, I think it, it just screams tiredness and a lack of energy. Headspace, not right. Mm. It's a lot of reasons. Um, yeah, I think we. Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, <laughs> sorry to mention the Super League once more, but I mean, uh, where Chelsea weren't in it at all, Burnley definitely was not Burnley. I'm sorry, Brighton definitely was. They really wanted to show Chelsea that uh, <laughs> they could beat us. They have never gotten. I've never scored a goal at Stamford Bridge, from my understanding. Uh, that's what the commentators kept hammering on about, how they never had scored a goal at Stamford Bridge. And I guess we've kept that tradition alive, at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, like, as much as your friends in Brighton say that Brighton should have won, I mean, I think we should have been ahead, really, in the first half, when, I mean, Kai Havertz had that chance. Yeah. 
Yeah, they, they gave us a lot of opportunities that we didn't take. Like, how many times did they give away the ball on the 18? Yeah. And I mean, we just complicated it. A little bit more clinical than it would have been. And that's just always been the way this season for us, isn't it? Tell that to at Clinical Kai on Twitter. I mean, um, I thought Rudiger had a really good game. Rudiger did. Christensen did. Zuma, not so much. No, yeah, I'm not convinced about him. I think that he is a fantastic defender in a back like four, not yeah. a three. Yeah, I agree. Um, but uh, no, Rudiger. I thought Rudiger was one of the few players that really did his utmost to try and um, just drive forward. I mean, he was he was. Uh, there was a there were points where he was actually trying to dribble on his own on the box. He was hustling. The box. I mean, he was hustling. <laughs> it was, um, yeah. Uh, he's he's really come along in the season. He's been fantastic. Uh, Alonso looked like hot sick, though. Yeah, hot. not not hit, hot sick, not hot sex. That's what I heard, too. Correct. I actually heard hot sick, but I've never heard the expression before, so that's why. Uh... It's a, uh, yeah. But it's uh, it's appropriate, yeah. It is, yeah. I don't, yeah. That was cold, sick. Oh, even worse. That that is worse, isn't it? Yeah, he was dreadful. He was, he was, he was terrible. I mean, he was just playing he... playing Reese James as left wing back was a better option. <laughs> Apparently, that, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it was uh, it was really really unfortunate that. I mean, because if, if Alonso had played a little bit more like when he was first brought in, you think that we might have got something out of this game, but everything that went out on the left like kind of just went a bit dead. Yeah. No, we, uh, we definitely struggled. It wasn't our best game. And, I mean, I really don't know what else you can say. We should have scored, but we didn't, and we're lucky they didn't. Yeah, Danny Welbeck. West Ham on Saturday. We'll win. You're gonna three one. You confident? Three one. I'm, I'm gonna be watching with a West Ham fan, so we have to win. Straight to the predictions, huh? I'm gonna uh, get you to bed, Canute. We need yeah, to get true. Canute to bed. <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna be tough. I mean, David Moyes has really, really done wonders with this strange, strange uh, West Ham side. Uh, but we should beat them. And I suppose without the uh, distraction of this, uh, this Paris uh, league, we could uh, actually uh, perform. The, and, uh, uh, the, Paris, the Paris Hilton League. <laughs> um, yes. I mean, and West Ham have all of their players injured, basically. Everyone. Well, Lingard seems to be okay, I've heard recently. Oh. Antonio's out, though, no? Antonio, Declan Rice. Um, yeah, they're all good, out. Good old D-Clan. Yep. That's <sighs> good, then. Yeah. S- Suchek's good, though. Okay. Um, what do you think, Knut? Um, am I, I going to be in the negative for the first time? I'm going to okay. say 1-1. One, one, one. One, one. Okay. Um, every every time me and my dad have watched a game this season together, uh, we have lost. So um, 
I'm going to visit them this weekend. So yeah, that's um, it's a cycle. It's uh, yeah, it's concerning. Um, but I'm going to be optimistic. I think we're going to win two 0 and that is a fact. Then, fuck knows when are we doing? We are playing. Yeah, Madrid on Tuesday. Potentially, maybe. Maybe. Guess who's back? Eden Hassan. Are you kidding? Is he actually fine? Is he really going to play? He, he he's back. He just got a, a bang and trim from A Star Barbers. <laughs> I saw this uh, clip from training ground. He looked sharp, but he obviously will think it was just running around, kicking the ball a little bit. So I don't just, know. We'll just have Rudiger go studs up on his ankle and put him out. And it was training videos with Hassan. Hasn't anything to say because he's never trained really. Okay, uh, Keenan, what do you think? I think Perez made it personal, um, saying we have 40 fans. So we're going to win 3-0. 4-0. Knut? This is going to be one of those classics, because it's, uh, it's, like, it's the revenge of the Champions League, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's the first for... time we've played them in the Champions League. Yeah, I'm going to go 4-2. 4-2. Okay. Uh, I think it'll be 1-0 to the good guys. Just like that. That is if they don't get um, banned from the Champions League and then we just go straight through. So is it like in FIFA when you, you disconnect online that you automatically get a 3-0 yeah. win? Exactly, yeah. That's so maybe should... <laughs> <laughs> okay, boys. Well, I think we've covered everything we could possibly hope to cover. Um, thank you so much for being with us on this uh, exciting week. Um, yeah. Have a good evening. Thank you, guys. Sleep well, Knut. Good night, Knut.